hold the meeting to order. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Here. Mr. Kubicki? Here. Mr. Hughes? Yes, present. We stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Um, I make a motion to approve the, uh, the, the signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of May 9, 2023. Do I right hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Then we move to open forum. Would anybody sign in to speak? Jack, did yes. you want to do you want to speak? I, I have a couple questions actually. Okay. Well, um, first of all, just do a word. Jack Fox, 7700 Ashley View Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. Williams Meadow, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Neighbor for 30 years, but go ahead. Um, one of the things that struck me, uh, I thought the activity last Saturday was well attended. The what? The activity um, for the Margarita Party. It was well attended. But 40% of the township is African American. There were maybe two, three African Americans in attendance. Not correct. Well, let's let, that's all that I saw. Okay. Um, during the time when I was there, and it was substantially small. And I didn't see, when driving up through the, <coughs> there were signs in Williams Meadows, there was a sign uh, for it on the hill across from the Newtown Bridge. There were signs up in Madison Place. But there weren't signs in what I would have called the Stewart Avenue corridor, mm -hmm. which is part of the township. And there just weren't. Um, and it struck me that there wasn't the outreach to get, to invite um, all of the township. And I guess one of the things that I'm gonna ask is, is there any intent by the township when it holds these kinds of events to hold one in an area that is um, more diverse than um, 50 West or right at the Marymount border. Because I did see a lot of people walking up from Marymount uh, to the thing, which is fine. Um, I mean, it, was, it was an open activity. That's part of it. And the second part is when you do the signs, it's really helpful to put a place where it's going to occur. The signs would have made you think 50 West was doing it. Um, there was certainly on Facebook um, for the township repeated statements as to where the address was going to be. But the signs didn't tell that. As a matter of fact, from the signs, you had a clue as to where it was. I put you on notice that it was going to be an event. So that's one thing. But the question which I have is, is there something going to be done to um, either hold the, an event like that um, over in the uh, neighborhood there uh, as you go up uh, Stewart or um, on the Farden, I guess it's the north side of Madisonville, which is the township or the old Red Bank, um, Duck Creek, Highland uh, area. And that's the question which I have. It would seem to me that if we're going to be balancing these, the township ought to balance them out some, so that there'd be some draw from the people at Ridgewood, some of the people who live in other neighborhoods. In all fairness, sir, I think we had a card mailed to every house we did. that explained it. So kind of like you got a sign. I didn't get one. You I did. Tell you that right now. No. Mm. We do have cards to go out, and Jack, it's unique with the nine islands of Columbia Township to have one community event like normal. When I say normal, communities that are just more central, whether it's Fairfax, Marymount, Terrace Park, can have their little community events. 
in one central location. It's always a trick. Madison Place certainly fits the center, more the center of our community where it's easy for people to get to. We have a place to have it. We've certainly challenged and thought many times, how can we throw one over on the Ridge and Highland corridor? Can we do something in Ridgewood? And you've got Pleasant Ridge on one point, you've got Home Depot. I mean, it's just logistically tough to do. Um, and some of these small little pockets of neighborhoods are hard to get a lot of traction because we certainly want these events to be successful, people to be well attended. And for Madison Place, let's face it, the primary beneficiary when we have a Madison Place is going to be Madison Place, that they can go have a neighborhood close event. I do see a lot of people from Williams Meadow because of people like you and I live there and encourage people to go. But we also see people from all over around. I mean, from Ridgewood to, I don't know about specifically the Hillendale, I don't know many people that live over there. But we don't go target these, and you've mentioned race or, or, or the african-american population we we, we we invite everybody and encourage everybody to come and we're always the thrill when people come from all over it's just hard to do and it's hard to find a place logistically that works uh to have it we went back before the old kmart was developed which is now developing technology we, we even thought could we do one over in that parking lot over there we had <coughs> event once over in the marymount promenade parking lot we had a margarita bill not a margarita but we had a um St. patrick's day or something no it was it was um cinco de mayo day cinco de and while we did it there one day and it was a really great event because the big parking lot the problem we had there is is none of the tenants really benefit from that we were taste hardware we kind of i mean we kind of doesn't help their business, really doesn't help a lot of the other businesses having it. So we're always open-minded to look at other ideas. So I appreciate you coming and saying, how do we do it? We always challenge ourselves to say, where else can we have it? What else can we do? But we certainly put notices out for everybody in the community to come. Everybody's invited from all over. And, um, you know, it was a great attended event. And um, probably our best event we've done so far, shame the heat, we, we probably thought we maybe lost 25% attendance just because the heat scared some people away. But um, but we will continue to grow and continue to learn and appreciate people's comments and input. Uh, I'd love to add to it. We mailed every resident, and so I hear sometimes people don't get the mailing. So we, we put them on the Columbia Township Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. We did have an event last year at the Deer Park Silverton Firehouse, which is right near Kennedy Heights and near the area that you're talking about. We have plans to do that again this year. We mailed all the residents then as well. I think we do have always had challenges getting people to drive to different locations and it's really hard. I have a personal, I've talked to everybody about putting in events there. It's really hard to put them in those neighborhoods because they're so scattered. They're just like a street. There's no central location. So I think our outreach is strong. Um, I tell my neighbors and they still don't come sometimes. Yeah. So I appreciate your comments. We'll certainly take them in, and we will continue to think of how we can continue to bring this community together. Madison Place feels like the best central point we have, the biggest neighborhood in our township, but it, it, it is always a challenge and tricky to find places to go that we can get people from all over to come, even to get people from Williams Meadow to come. When I say Williams Meadow, Wooster Pike Corridor. Um, I say Williams Meadow because that's where I live, but the whole Wooster Pike Corridor district it's hard to get sometimes them to come up there to, but I think once people do come, the good news is they come and have a great time and encourage more people to come and, and if the weather's good, that's our biggest critical point to success. But points are well taken. Does anybody else want to add anything else to that? Melissa, I didn't know if you had anything to add. Um, the demographics that I have, um, they come from different sources, I understand, but are, that we have 25% African-American. I've not seen the 40. Um, um, so that might be something newer than the, the last um, census uh, update. But on the operational side, those, that level of an event requires a significant amount of logistics. Mm -hmm. It requires a lot of electricity. When we host events in other locations on a street where there's not a building that we can plug into, we need a significant amount of electricity even though we run generators. So um, the other issue is it's really important to provide parking and we've looked at some of our smaller neighborhoods and there's um, not because of heavy parking on the street there's not sufficient parking for people who would come from other neighborhoods we would have to look at shuttling um, people from a business 
we have a lot of people that will not do that because we've experienced that with our events at 50 West and 50 West experiences that whenever they have people park at the church and we provide a shuttle or they provide a shuttle, people still run across the road because we don't own Kennedy or Ridge or Highland or Stewart or Wetzel. We're not able to close those roads. We've asked the county engineer, he will not close those roads for events for us. And they're high traffic, high speed, uh, roads and so there's a logistics component. I don't um, agree that the uh, the community event was not well represented by all of our demographics because, uh, in my opinion, it was maybe for people who left early. But as the night wore on, it was really cool to see people from all different types of um, backgrounds and neighborhoods, and it was really a wonderful experience. You know, so I had a different experience. And I think the whole idea of doing these things is to bring a sense of place to the community, bring a sense of identity to Columbia Township, and have people being proud that they live here. And we encourage people to come from all different communities, but the whole idea is, is that, you know, I don't care if you go to the wine festival in any town or whatever, people come from all over, but it's their prideful, it's their pride event of being special to live there. If you live downtown and they have you know, taste of Cincinnati or whatever, it's your chance to shine, even though people from all over come. So again, great event, great stuff. Thank God it, it, it uh, the sunshine. So we'll thank God for mm -hmm. that. And um, uh, it was a great event. Wish it would have been a little bit cooler like it is now, but otherwise it's great. And again, want to thank everybody that was involved. That said, let's move on. Any other speakers? Actually, I did have another oh. issue. Uh, and. Melissa just gave me a summary fiscal report as opposed to the full numbers. One of the things We're getting ready to present that to the trustees tonight, okay. so I can provide that to you afterwards. Well, let me just ask a simple question. Does the real estate tax on the Ridgewood, other uh, area, um, it's in Silverton uh, Fire Department, Deer Park Silverton Fire Department, does that actually cover I know that there is a tax levy for it. That money comes apparently to the township. And then the township through its contract with um, the Silverton Deer Park Fire Department uh, pays for that. Does the tax levy uh, pay for all of the contract cost or is there a subsidy out of the general fund uh, for that? Property tax. And you're asking this for a reason. I'm just curious. I'd like to know okay. uh, if there is a subsidy, then I'm going to suggest that there ought to be a subsidy for um, the Little Miami uh, Fire Department uh, that would be negotiated and paid. So, first question is is there a subsidy? I'll let Melissa address that. You're more, more in tune with the exact numbers I made. Mean. This is the first year, I believe there's about a $10,000 shortfall. Mm -hmm. And so we would, at the end of the year, if that does turn out to be the case, based on evaluations, property, evaluate, or property evaluations, we build the budget based on estimates from the auditor the prior year. So the budget for this year was estimated by the auditor at this time last year. And so in the event property valuations are what the auditor estimated, then our revenues for the district will come in as estimated. But if the property valuations are higher, then um, we see you know, different uh, revenue settlements come in in the first and the second settlement. So our estimate for this year, based on last year's 2023 estimations by the auditor, is that the Silverton Fire District will require approximately 10,000. I'd have to go back and look at the budget, but it was a small amount. And so we're paying uh, it fully from the Silverton Fire District revenue until um, if there is a shortfall and then we would make it up from the fire district. I've shared before to this board that every levy that we have in the township, because of how old a lot of the levies are, and the valuation captured by those levies is 10, 15, or 20 years old and not updated to the current value of the houses, the JED-Z subsidizes all 
of our levies. Our levies do not cover the cost of the current services. The only revenue that covers its current cost of service is the Ridge Fire District that is contracted through Deer Park Silverton. And that's um, a levy through us for a contract. So it's not an unusual situation. The Little Miami Fire Department is a separate district. Yeah, which the township is contracting to provide fire. I mean, these things are actually done by contract. The state uh, high revised code requires the township to provide fire and police. You do that through contracts. Or districts, or, or districts. directly well, by departments. Even with districts, it's a contract with the district because the district is established. The township then enters into a contract with the district for the district to provide the services under the district's uh, taxing authority. That's is how I understand. The it's statute. a member services agreement. Yeah. And so, because, it, for example, there's a contract, as Brian, you know, with Fairfax and Columbia Township, both for the Little Miami. Um, and so that covers it, uh, as far as I can understand. And it's a substantially higher millage than the Ridgewood. Is that correct? It is correct. It is. Mm -hmm. But that's not uncommon. It's a larger service territory and yeah. it's more spread out than the Deer Park Silverton district. Well, that little, covers little, also... You're talking about Little Miami district is higher? Is that what you said? Little yes. Miami? Yeah. The Little Miami district levy millage is higher than that in Ridge or in Silverton. There are a number of stations, districts, departments in west of 71 that are available for services for our western communities that are that are not available or not interested on the east. And so the service territory geographically is um, not as condensed. It costs greater spread out even more. Right, but I mean the service that the service territory within the fire districts is even spread out differently yeah what you're saying is that silverton is a more compact mm -hmm. you have multiple people that are interested and more in multiple people taking multiple their excess capacity to go cater to an additional added value um, and can pick up those small communities and not have to charge as much versus having a full service fire department cater to this community okay okay, okay. tom did you want to say anything are you good Oh, okay. okay, thank you, Jack. Uh, okay, then we move on to the reports. Let's go to the fiscal officer report and substituting for Ms. Heakin, we have the Jack of all trades, Wizard of Oz, Ms. Lauren Allison. All right, so I'm going to be reading a report for April and for May. Um, April is the first month of the second quarter of the 2023 budget year. The general fund ending balance is $3,074,011, which is an increase of 3% from March. The restricted fund ending balance is $6,934,313, which is a decrease of 2% from March. And combined, these, these funds total $10,800,324, which is a 0% change from March. Uh, for the month of April, our revenues are $174,745, which reflects um, the deposit of our first half-year property tax revenues, and our expenses were $199,117. Our uh, year-to-date revenue is $2,752,224, and our expenses are $1,416,415. Um, Hamilton County first half property tax revenue settlement occurred in March of 2023. The next semi-annual settlement will occur in August or September of 2023. Um, voter approved levy revenues do not cover the cost of the township's public services. Business revenues cover more than 80% of the cost of public services in Columbia Township. Thanks to the success of Thanks to Columbia Township success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. 
and then this is going to be the one for getting us up to speed. So May is the second is the middle month of the second quarter of the 2023 budget year. The general fund ending balance is $3,025,337, which is a decrease of 2% from April. The restricted fund ending balance is $6,174,655, which is a decrease of 2% from April. And combined, these funds total $9,799,992, which is a decrease of 2% from April. Our revenues for the month of May are zero dollars. Um, our expenses is two hundred eight thousand two hundred eight thousand three hundred thirty one dollars. And year to date, uh, revenue for May is two million seven hundred fifty two thousand two hundred twenty four dollars. Our expenses are <coughs> one million six hundred twenty four thousand seven hundred forty seven dollars. Um, okay. Any questions about the report? I just want to make a, a clarification. Whenever we present reports to the board in your business meeting, after that, they are available for public review. Okay. And then um, let's move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. Okay, Margaritaville. I'll let uh, the trustee <coughs> talk about that more in your reports. Um, from our perspective was it was the largest crowd in the event's history. And I always do a shout out to our staff when I open my report <coughs> because um, of how hard they work and the amazing team that we have. So we all worked very hard leading up to uh, the event and especially uh, Chandra Buswell, our uh, event coordinator that we share with Fairfax and Lauren Allison who's here with us tonight who's lead for <coughs> us. And then in, in the execution of these events, Dustin, Frazier is is uh, phenomenal so that's the uh, superpower trio there um, but we work the full week our regular duties the full week of and then that Saturday we all show up uh, early for 12-hour shifts in the heat and then we recoup on Sunday and then we come back in on Monday so we love the event it's a lot of fun it's also a lot of work and so I want to say thank you to our entire team for that um, Especially in the heat, it was a <laughs> Some of our guys it was taxing a little bit, so appreciate it. And Thank you. Those are twelve-hour work days too yeah. for <laughs> all good stuff. Uh, so our community events next up, uh, Saturday, August fifth, we will be uh, featuring our annual summer concert. Uh, Michael Jackson National Tribute Act and kind of a reminder on that as well and Janet and Janet mm -hmm. um, that the Ohio uh, <coughs> Township law provides for townships to do economic development which we do and community development which the events are part of our community development but also tourism so we don't need to be focusing solely on whether only people from Columbia Township attend events because the um, township law <coughs> contemplates that we can do it even with publicly funded dollars, but we don't. We do it with Jed Z dollars, and so we're not using any property tax money, yet we're doing what the Ohio law allows us to do and encourages us to do through the statutes, economic development, community development, and tourism. And so our event in August with a national tribute band is definitely the biggest one for us for attracting tourism, helping people because it's at a branded location. 50 West is known really well through a multi-state region. So we're looking forward to that one. Um, we've talked about a number of these, so I'm just going to flip through and see if there are any updates. Um, Ned, so our $500,000 first year medical marijuana revenues uh, two-year phase in for our neighborhood economic development an update on the street tree uh, the contractor is addressing over the months uh, any major issues with trees that were damaged in transport or install or any uh, trees that are leaning or anything like that any trees that may have um, uh, unfortunately died during the Arctic bomb winter the contractor is responsible for replacing those but not until fall we only do planting in fall so uh, that 
will also be when we um, bid and install phase two for the final piece of that. So that's moving along quite well. Um, we have an update on the Madison Place Firehouse. We um, had planned to have it bid by now, and I shared at the last meeting a resolution that we passed. There were some very specific structural concerns with the building that needed to be addressed, and so we went uh, entered into a contract with a masonry and concrete repair vendor. They have been out three or so weeks and have another couple to go. Uh, they were actually had started disassembling the firehouse. We had them uh, pack up and vacate the site so that we could host the and secure the site so that we could host the Margaritaville, and then they are now back. So as soon as they have wrapped up replacing all of the rusted lintels, repairing block that has been damaged by 70 years of rain and other elements, we will be able to um, uh, go back out and bid that project. So we're really looking forward to doing that probably in July. Um, in our neighborhoods on in the Walton Creek area uh, for the Orchard Elm Paralane eight new single-family homes currently we have WP land which is the home builder is constructing sanitary sewers along Paralane that will um, provide uh, sanitary sewers for the first time in that neighborhood uh, in um, several a hundred years since it was established and then they also will be extending the sewer lateral up through a new easement that they'll dedicate to Columbia Township so that we are able to come in then later this year and extend sanitary sewer through the use of ARPA funds. And I've already detailed that project <coughs> quite a bit and I'll have more of that to bring to you. Um, tributary 50, which are the townhomes and apartments that are also underway in the Walton Creek area. Um, Dial residential is underway with building construction and you'll see if you've been in the area lately that the buildings are what we call front-loaded and the design of that had uh, some people uh, say that they really enjoy watching the development uh, being built but the design of that goes back to a more historic community uh, design where the like in downtowns and in old-style neighborhoods where the homes were front-loaded and there were alleys in the back and buildings in downtowns are front-loaded meaning they're on the sidewalk or at close to the street and then the parking is in the back and so to keep the feel of the heavily wooded property the developer was very calculated in putting the clubhouse with a fireplace and a two-story roof in the front and then the townhomes and apartments will be behind that and then the parking will be behind that so that was actually by design um, there can i mention something there i'm sorry you mentioned two developments on both sides of walton yep. creek and then we're also um, a new turning lane and sidewalk mm -hmm. and you said something that made me want to say this is that both the developers, two different developers on each side of Walton Creek, really wanted to um, get back to the historical heritage of that neighborhood. And so that was a, to me, it was a great part of being a public servant in Columbia Township is that we had multiple meetings with the residents of that neighborhood and were able to provide benefits to them, including sewer, and we've committed to helping them with preserving the historical nature of it, including naming, signage, mm -hmm. lighting, green space possibly, yes. all those things are on the table, and we have developers that are also doing that, and I think that was just, we should be commending, especially Ms. Taylor and, and uh, the board um, for doing that. I think that when there's developments like this, it's, there's always challenges, and I mm -hmm. think we were fortunate to have them in Columbia Township. Infield development's always a challenge. Uh, but we are not a suburban community, and so this, as we've talked about many times, helps bring in new housing stock and uh, attracts different <coughs> demographics. And yep. so, and yeah, both of those developers have been very conscientious about the preservation of the character of the yes. area and the his history of the area. And under services, I wanted to let everyone update everyone that we have uh, a new electric supplier who will begin in August. We have a two-year contract, and the company's name is Energy Harbor. So every two years we bid natural gas, and then staggered with every two years we bid electric through the energy aggregation. 
and Energy Harbor one as the lowest bidder for the contract for us and all the other communities that are part of our voter approved electric aggregation um, district. And all residents should receive in late June or early July a letter, which is required by Ohio law. It will have um, Energy Harbor's logo and Columbia Township's logo jointly. Uh, reminding residents that they have the option to remain in the township's voter-approved aggregation uh, with the new electricity supplier or they have the option to opt out and search on the open market for their own electricity provider. So we'll have more details about that at the July meeting. And um, an update under major road investments, I'm on page seven, so on Walton Creek Road, uh, Trustee Lamar just mentioned that we have a contractor that is um, making uh, improvements in that corridor to ease traffic congestion traveling southbound. And you'll see that the work is underway. You can see a retaining wall being built to make room for the lane extension. And then the road will be put, uh, the, the lane extension will be put into place. And then we've had some um, a lot of work done on right-of-way and uh, landscaping and others in order to put the new uh, sidewalk in and so that will go in as part of that project. We expect that the project will be underway another four weeks and then we'll be finished. <coughs> we talked under our new businesses, we uh, we already talked last month that uh, Cervati's Bakery opened up. And then also we've learned that Snooty Fox has announced its closing. It land, its landlord did not renew its lease. And I've been told, but I have not verified. Uh, this is something that Dustin Montgomery would be working on, that the uh, landlord is selling or has sold the building. So we don't have any more details on that. And that's my report. Do you have any questions? I don't. Nope. Thank you. Okay. With that, uh, we Thank move you. on to um, any questions about the, the, I guess, the economic development report won't be coming in until July. July. Okay. Then we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor. Uh, well, um, it's been a long 10 weeks since I've seen everybody. Um, I, uh, for those that uh, don't know, I was in the FBI National Academy for the last 10 weeks. It is a program designed by the FBI that started in the uh, late 30s, and uh, it's been around to where there are approximately 50,000 graduates from that academy program. It includes rigorous uh, academic training and uh, rigorous physical training and of course being away from your spouse for 10 weeks is, <laughs> <laughs> is that good or bad <laughs> it has it was bittersweet when i was going diplomatic say? answer what would she say <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh we we had um uh, less than one for, for just a couple facts about the academy less than one percent of law enforcement officers uh, in the country go to this program and i'm the fifth that i'm aware of fifth uh, academy graduate from my organization uh, goes through a selection process a nomination from your department then a selection process with the FBI so it's very tough to get into this program and it's even tougher to finish uh, since 1972 the University of Virginia has partnered up with the FBI and uh, offer undergraduate and graduate degree uh, programs where you need credits for your undergraduate or graduate uh, program. So in my case, I did it for the uh, master's track, and I, uh, I'm lucky to say that I had a 4.0 graduating from wow. Wow. for that part. Yeah. Top of the class, yeah. too. <laughs> um, uh, but while I was gone, there was a lot of work going on behind the scenes. <laughs> the uh, I, I, I don't have much to offer in the, by way of the report, except that uh, I do know that uh, Sergeant Reed did a phenomenal job in my absence and uh, a fantastic job from what I've been hearing from everybody. Uh, I also heard that Sergeant Reed had, uh, had started a program, and if you're not aware of this, she started a program with, she partnered up with Kia, yep. and uh, what's going on, and we've, we've, we've been having a lot of auto thefts throughout Hamilton County, actually across the nation, of Kias and uh, Hyundais, and uh, I've been talking about that for the last, gosh, I don't know how many months about all these stolen cars that are out there. Well. 
It started out with uh, Sergeant Reed meeting in a little, uh, an elderly woman who was very nervous about uh, having her car stolen. She had a Kia and she was one of the residents. I don't know where exactly the resident was, um, but uh, she contacted, reached, she reached out to uh, Kia. She was worried about her car getting stolen. Reached out to Kia and she found out you could buy a club online that, uh, that can be installed in your cars. It only works on cars that have the keys, not the, the push fob uh, type uh, uh, Kias or Hyundais. But <clears throat> what it does is it, um, if you have a car that's a keyed entry type deal and a keyed uh, startup to it, uh, it prevents the car from being able to be stolen. She bought a club for this resident just out of her own money, out of the kindness of her own heart, and then found out after further investigation with Kia that Kia has a program that partners up with law enforcement where they will give the clubs to law enforcement for free to give out to their residents. So that being said, after she spent her own hard money to do this, we're, we're, we're pleased to say that uh, we're giving her a, uh, a accommodation for that action as well as uh, for the residents that are out there in Columbia Township. Um, if you have a Kia or if you have a Hyundai, please stop by our District 4 substation. We will leave. All you have to do is show that you're a resident of Columbia Township, uh, or actually a resident of Hamlin County, not so much. Uh, we like the Columbia Township. I'll start with Columbia Township. I'll be a little bit specific for you okay. guys. But, um, uh, but anyway, it, you know, uh, just we want to show that you're a Hamlin County resident, and uh, we will, uh, and we once you show us that and that you have a car that is actually a registered to you that is a Kia or a Hyundai, uh, we would be more than happy to provide you with those clubs for that car. So stop by Monday through Friday. We have some sitting at the district as I speak. Great. Fantastic. That's it for the uh, report for this month. I hopefully I'll have more for you next. Interesting. I will say this. I don't know anybody. I've never seen anyone with a club or whatever in their car. I guess they work, but it's just interesting. It's a very narrow group of people that, that do that so but interesting okay with that we move on to the little miami fire district and the deer park silverton fires reports with mr lamar of course we want to recognize we have the two chiefs chief meter chief sifke thank you for coming but let's let mr lamar tell you all about it not, not much to update um, no news is good no news is good news i safety service. been looking at the reports and constant communication with the chiefs and the districts and they're very present in the community i just fall into Chief Sifke all the time. And so no news is good news. I appreciate their um, exposure in the community. They are at all of our events, including Margaritaville and uh, the Flying Pig Marathon. And uh, Sergeant Reed was there. She should maybe get a commendation for standing in the rain for <laughs> six hours on the Flying Pig. <laughs> so. Oh, storms. They were constantly yeah. storms. The weather was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no news is good news. It's part of that bittersweet. <laughs> okay, and then we move on to trustees' reports. Anything to report? I don't. Uh, <laughs> we could mention the uh, Margaretville, but I also wanted to thank our neighbors in Marymount um, about the Murray Path. So the Murray Path, um, if you know, it's in uh, Madison Place, and the north side is Columbia Township. The south side is the village of Marymount. We've partnered with them. Uh, we actually um, raised the money, helped them raise money for that extension. And um, they are um, doing lots of things to improve the path. So they've planted a lot of pretty flowers and landscaping, and it's mostly volunteers that are doing that. They've also, um, I think it was the Marymount Elementary School, the children painted the fire hydrants. One's a butterfly, I think. Um, one's a ladybug, and they're painting a third one um, on the path as well. And they also have volunteers to water um, all of that through there and I, I think it's an opportunity for Columbia Township to show that this is our path too so if you'd like to help out the, the village of Marymount residents and help uh, maintain that path I will be volunteering but they've been great and there's also new benches there too and so uh, the path is beautiful it'll be extended over the next couple of years it'll eventually get to the Little Miami Scenic Trail before too long and will connect Columbia Township to Columbia Township great stuff. so thanks to I Marymount appreciate you taking the lead on that stuff Okay, any questions about the communications? Okay, then we move on to resolutions. We'll pass it back over to Melissa Taylor. Okay, we have five resolutions this evening. Uh, the first is a supplemental resolution, which uh, as you 
um, are aware um, the budget that is passed for each year uh, in the prior year as we plan to spend uh, different uh, out of different funds um, we will uh, bring forward a supplemental appropriation uh, to to add those and so this one is for uh, a general fund and a road fund and then the, the Ridge Fire District to go ahead and move uh, funds for the second half of the year into the account. So I'll read the title to supplement resolution 2268 2022 the Columbia Township 2023 annual appropriation as amended and supplemental appropriations 2303 2304 and 2311. Do you have any questions? Um, we have a motion and a second to pass. This is a first reading only. So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Omar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The second two resolutions, uh, second and third, are emergency. Uh, the first is providing for and authorizing the removal of tall grass, weeds, and debris, declaring a nuisance for non-compliant property at 5812 Monning Place, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Uh, we have a property maintenance code and whenever property there are property violations, we provide a notice to the owners with a copy of the code and identify the violations and request that they address those. And if they do not address those, then we will address those following approval from the board. This property at 5812 Monning Place is owned by um, Al Saleh Amer, uh, business address 447 Niles Road, Suite 7, Hamilton, Ohio. Um, according to my research, he lives in a very beautiful house in Amberley Village where the grass is cut and there is no debris. He has an issue with this property with tenants moving out and dumping household waste, yard waste in the yard and then uh, not putting tenants back in the property and so the grass grows high up around the debris. So um, I am asking that the board please authorize me to uh, uh, move forward with the nuisance declaration and then I will be back on this property at the next meeting because this will be the fourth violation and the second time we have had to enter the property and pay to clean it up and so we have over $1,100 in expenses already just because of this one landlord and uh, our next action will be to bill him and if he does not pay the bill we will file a lien on the home for all of the so this is an emergency. Um, so I've read the title. Are there any questions? I have a question. Does this, mm -hmm. does this um, typically, do we become aware of this from a resident or does it come from a road and maintenance crew? Yes. Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, yes. So we don't, uh, really the question is we don't depend on residents to do this. If we notice it, we will take action on our own, correct? Yes. Okay. We do. Thank you. Uh, so, um, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? No, ma'am. I'll second. I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yep. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And finally, may I have a motion and a second to, dis to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I apologize, I meant to pass around um, the full packet. This is the packet that is required. All of this work, all of this effort by multiple people documented here before we can even bring it before the board. But here's the uh, pictures of what the house grass and debris looks like. It's amazing the cost that goes into managing people like that. In time. Yep, go ahead. In time. Move on. Thank you. The uh, second of the emergency. Uh, resolutions is resolution 2316 authorizing the administrator to enter into a contract with Brian Christian landscaping for street tree watering services as part of NED neighborhood economic development program dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency um, as you recall phase one of NED we installed uh, 320 trees phase two this fall will bring us up to 500 to protect our investment 
these trees need to be watered weekly from summer through uh, early fall, which is actually prime time uh, root growing, uh, to protect our investment in this program. We, it took two months for us to receive uh, proposals back. We requested uh, and received three. Uh, and this was by far the lowest. Brian Christian Landscaping, 1860 US 22 in Mainville, Ohio. And the bid for June, July, August, September, October, and potentially early November for weekly watering, which takes approximately um, 2,500 to 3,000 3, 3, gallons of water. So it's multiple crew members plus equipment. And so the bid is uh, 48852 And this comes from the already approved NED budget from the first year medical marijuana settlement. Hmm. Do I have any questions? Any questions? All right, so this is an uh, emergency. So may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? Motion. Second, roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. All motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause. All motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. Two to go. Resolution 2317, authorizing the township administrator to enter into an agreement with Silco Fire and Security for a commercial fire and burglar security system at the Madison Place Firehouse Redevelopment Project and dispensing with the second reading. Uh, we, uh, the township administrator, me, and the firehouse project manager um, solicited uh, proposals for the specialty technical um, work that is required to do installation of fire and security alarm systems at the firehouse. This is, um, I believe, after the masonry contract that we approved at the last meeting, I believe this will be the last contract that we will um, pull from the bid and award because of scheduling concerns. And this one also, we felt that it was really important because of the high degree of industry specialization. Um, that we pull it out of a general contractor lowest bid situation, uh, but also because these vendors are backlogged in terms of scheduling. So if we go ahead and pull it out of the, the bid and um, go with the proposal, the selected proposal, they will go ahead as worked out wonderfully with the um, masonry and brick contractor who's working at the firehouse now. It was a couple of months before they could get to the firehouse, but that work is going to be completed and then we'll be able to bid. And so we wanted to make sure that we have, we are on the schedule for this vendor as well. So the selection of the um, proposal from Silco Fire and Security at 10200 Reading Road, Cincinnati, Silco Fire and Security is an <coughs> Ohio-based company. <coughs> And uh, their proposal was $41,569. And so what will happen is they'll, uh, if approved this evening, they will put us on a schedule. And when the contractor bids the project and identifies the estimated time frame for when the security system conduit and all of the other installation hardware is required, and then they will adjust the schedule and to the, the contractor bid schedule because we're getting out ahead of it. Um, do you have any questions for me? All right. No. So uh, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kibicki? Ms. Hughes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nonverbal. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading, which means that the, it'll be open for uh, comment for so three moved. days. Second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kibicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. All right, last, and David will say, but not least. Uh, so uh, I'm requesting that we reappoint Mike Lemon as special advisor to the Board of Trustees for a final um, six month period as part of the Little Miami Fire District uh, financial sustainability plan that we put into place three years ago. Um, there are no changes to the prior contract 
other than to extend it for an additional six months. Um, Mr. Lemon is, as Brian is well aware, and as we've had conversations with this board many times, is working on the final phase of identifying um, the addressing the situation of the debt on the firehouse and how the member communities might participate in um, resolving that matter so that that final piece of the firehouse plan for sustainable sustainable future is completed after many years of uh, working really hard to really strengthen this district and so um, this will be our uh, expected probably in the next three two to three months that we will have this wrapped up and be able to bring it before both member communities. Do we have any questions? Just for comment. Yes. Um, Mike Lemon has done a lot for Little Miami Joint Fire District. I think all of us know that. And I joined the board, gosh, close to three years ago. And the amount of financial stability that we have now today is remarkable and he is leading the charge. He is detail-oriented. He understands the challenges, and there are many challenges. Works well with the current chief and the board, and so he's an amazing um, benefit to have in our community. He's a great resource. Yeah. All right, so I've read the title. May I have a motion and a second to pass? <coughs> second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Gubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Yes. Thank you. My work is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you do these one, two, and three readings. I don't know who made up those rules, but it's kind of like just awkward for me. <laughs> All right. You sure about You're that? You're a one and done. What? You sure about that? Yes. You sure about that again? Yeah. Yes. You sure about that the third time? <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> so. All right. Next, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a se I make a motion to approve? Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Omar? Yes. Mr. Yes. Yes. Are you guys sure? No. All right. I'll make a motion to approve the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Omar? Yes. Mr. Yes. Yes. And finally, I make a motion to adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Yes. Mr. Yes. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes.